Now, how does the enemy work? Usually he works like a cuckoo. Cuckoo. It's kind of a lazy bird. It doesn't build its own nests. What it does is it outsources child raising. That's what it does. It's very smart in some ways. And it finds nests that other birds have built. While the other birds are away uh, for, for the weekend or something, it hops in, in the nest and it lays an egg. And then it scarpers. Let's say it's a robin or whatever. And the, the robin is like, well, that's, huh, okay. But it, it just adopts it as its own. And then what often happens is the cuckoo egg will hatch really quickly. And when the parents are away, it'll shove the other ones out of the nest. So it's just it. And then what does it do? It takes all the food and then the robins or whoever are like, oh my gosh, that child of yours is massive woman. <laughs> You're like, don't you, that's not my child, it's your child. <laughs> well, you know, then the mammy cuckoo is looking <laughs> with the binoculars laughing. Now, why do I say Satan is like a cuckoo? Because Satan is powerless over us unless we give him power. If that robin had come back and said, huh, that's definitely not a robin's egg. You know, get out his measuring tape. Hmm. Looks around. Smells. I smell cuckoo. I don't think this is mine. And then it, it got rid of the cuckoo's egg. If that happened, there'd be no issue. It's little baby robins would be fine. They'd open up and you wouldn't be, you know, looking after somebody else's chick for it. When I was a kid, I used to hate cuckoos. I never saw a cuckoo, but I was like, oh, if I ever see one, because <laughs> I really liked robins. So Satan does the same thing. He doesn't have power of us over us unless we get convinced to accept his little cuckoo eggs. Okay, well, now what, what are his little cuckoo eggs? What he does is he plants thoughts or feelings. As Saint Ignatius of Leola would describe the movements of the heart. He plants movements of the heart or thoughts, but he's hoping that we accept them as our own like the little robin. He's watching there with his little binoculars to see, will, will they buy the lie? That's the trick. Will they buy the lie? He's a little cuckoo. He's a liar, as Jesus said. He's a liar from the beginning. He's incapable of telling the truth, unless it serves his purposes, of course. Okay, so this is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not carry on a worldly war. For the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle to the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So this whole thing of taking every thought captive, that's this issue of, guys, we have to watch, we have to watch our thinking. Like that Robin, it's like, um, check the eggs, check the ideas in your head, in your heart. Okay, this, where did that come from? Is that my thought? Because that's the thing, the enemy will, will put thoughts in. And I mean, we're not expecting that a thought in our head comes from anywhere except from us. According to Christian teaching, no, sometimes some thoughts are not godly thoughts. They don't come from God, they don't come from us. They actually can come from the enemy. And we can catch them and we can kick them out really easily. But if we don't catch them, and if we accept them as our own, if we say yes to them, if we agree with them, and then if we start living according to them, our whole life will be shaped around a lie. And that's where we get in trouble. That's where that, that, that invisible finger of the enemy gets in and starts causing a mess. Doesn't mean we get possessed and we're like levitating, but, our life can be sometimes way more messy. Someone who's possessed, they, their will isn't involved. They could be completely innocent of all the crazy stuff that's happening. So their, their soul could be spotlessly clean and the enemy's just done this thing. Whereas 
for me, if I believe the enemy's lies and I act according to them, morally, I could be so culpable. I could, could be a total moral mess because I've believed little lies bit by bit. And I, I, I let them be the foundations of my life. And that's why St. Paul gives us this image. He says that we have weapons, weapons of our warfare. They're not worldly, but they have divine power, divinely empowered weapons we have, he says, to destroy strongholds destroy strongholds. What the heck is a stronghold? He says, we destroy arguments and every proud obstacle to the knowledge of God. Jesus talked about, you know, that the person who hears my word and acts on them is like a man who builds his house upon rock, firm rock rather than on sand. And that's what we're doing when we're believing the gospel and then we're acting on it. Super important, guys. We believe the gospel and then we put it into practice. And that's the way we build rock, rock, stone stone we build up this this edifice this temple of god in our soul as we're transformed now the problem is there's actually old stuff there very often there's an old house which needs to be torn down or we can have our godly house you know be doing things trying to follow jesus but then the enemy plants a little thought which is like this stone it's like a siege engine that's trying to invade and take over our house a stronghold is like this it's like a castle so we want to be building God's temple. We don't want to let the enemy build this castle of lies. And the thing is, you could be talking about something that's the walls of it, 20 foot thick. That's the, the, the thickness of the wall. Like that's what stone, 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 stone. Lie, 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 lie. All this thinking, all these arguments that are actually opposed to God. Even though we're trying to follow God, we've got all this stuff in our life that's thinking utterly different thoughts, ungodly, ungospel thoughts. Things totally contrary to what the church teaches and has always taught. We need to get rid of them. And we do that one at a time, exactly the way it was built. We pull down strongholds. There isn't a magic bullet for this. Oh, I'll just get a prayer and then all of the enemy's influence will be gone. Like, no, no, we need to do the hard work ourselves. Don't just rely on other people. Oh, Father, say a prayer with me. It's like, well, I, I could say a prayer with you, but if you don't go home and in your prayer time do the hard work of kicking out these lies, do you just rebuild that castle, that stronghold straight away? Any work that I would do or any priest or anyone else who's praying with you, totally undone. You have to take ownership for this, guys. You have to take ownership for kicking the enemy and every trace of him, every trace of his thinking out of your mind and out of your life. And if you do that, you will start to see extraordinary transformation. Okay, so how do we do this? How do we, as St. Paul said, take every thought captive? And not only that, but then tear down the thoughts that are not of God, kick them out, tear down these strongholds that are already built. So the big thing is lies. The enemy is the father of lies, so we need to spot the lies. So what thinking that comes along in your thoughts, in your prayer time, uh, when you're trying to do something, doesn't have to be something holy, doesn't anything. So for example, you have, uh, you've committed to prayer, half an hour prayer every day, and you're, you're, you're starting to do it and you're like, oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. Okay, now you could say a reasonable thought. That's a normal thought for someone who's trying to pray and finding it difficult just to get started. Or they're feeling a little lazy. It's like, oh, I can just let it go for a day. You know, those kinds of thoughts. To be able to catch that and go, right, is that a godly thought? Is that a thought that comes from me when I'm in, at my best or from God? Well, let's see. Where does it lead? It leads away from God. I can't do this. Well, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So, yeah, I, I think this will lead me away from prayer and it will disconnect me from God, this thought. 
that's where it will lead. So it's a pretty safe bet that that thought is from the enemy, or at least it's going to be part of that stronghold which needs to get torn down. Because with God, I really can pray. With his help, I really can enjoy prayer. With his help, I can pray every day and I can get even hungry for even more prayer. That's how God works with this stuff. So we want to watch those thoughts and especially we, we want to catch it and go, ah, and we don't want to act on it because if we act on it, I mean, that's even clearer. We can avoid even getting to the realm of having to change our behaviors, you know, and fix our, you know, oh, I've stopped praying. When did you stop praying? Well, when I started thinking those thoughts, oh, okay. So now I have to do the work of getting the habit of prayer back. You can beat that before it even starts and say, oh, look at that thought. Look at that thought. So the first step in tearing down a stronghold is to recognize the lies, very, very simply. So when we do this, guys, when we spot the lies, we reject the lies, we repent of having believed in them. That's a form of tearing down that stronghold. We recognize, oh my gosh, there's so much of this in my life. I tear it down. And then I, if there's the enemy has been involved there, I reject Satan and all of his works. And then I, I receive Jesus more powerfully into my heart. I believe and receive his truth more powerfully into my heart. So I don't just don't let the stronghold be built or I tear down the stronghold. I also build God's temple in my soul more mightily, more powerfully, more personally. And it's a really powerful thing to do, guys. Spot the lies, kick them out. The enemy does not have to have influence on our hearts. The responsibility is mostly yours to do this work. This is work. This isn't easy. This isn't like, oh, it's no problem at all. It's like, no, no, you have to actually think. You have to actually work at spotting the lies. The way I spot the lies is when I'm feeling like, oh, this is, I'm trying to pray or I'm trying to do something and stuff just doesn't feel good. So I go, right, is there any lies here? Or sometimes it's when I'm praying or reading or studying scripture and I come across something and I go, oh, wow, I don't, think that way. I think I need to change something there. I think I need to repent. I've been living in fear or I've not you know, disbelieving God's power in my life or I haven't been entering into the sacraments. I haven't been entering into the celebration of the mass as I should do. Wow, I need to repent of that and, and get myself some right thinking and really grab a hold of it and start running with him. There you go, guys. I hope that's helpful. Bless you. Bye-bye. Ding, 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 ding,